Last night, I was at my family Seder, immediate family on my mother's side, 23 people, my family, who I know. We all have our roles at the Seder, at that Seder. The food has been the same since the year Aleph. A few things are added here and there. I don't lead that Seder. That's not my job. My Zeta used to, my uncle used to, now my father and my cousin do. So I kind of sit there, you know, being at a Seder, you know, looking at the kids, you know, acknowledging what's changed, what's different. But I do get asked questions. Robin, da da da, Robin, da da da. About 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes into the Seder, my cousin Alan said to me, Robin, how come we sing this song? and the words aren't even in the Haggadah. To which I said to him, I'm so glad you asked because that is the topic of my sermon. Come to Shul tomorrow morning. So here's the question. How many of you last night sang this song at your Seder? Avadim ha'inu ha'inu ata b'nei chorin b'nei chorin. I want to see hands. How many of you actually sang this? Okay, let's do the hands again so people can see how many people do sing that. Quite a lot. Okay. So it's not in the Haggadah. I don't know where I learned it. Probably osmosis of being at the Seder year after year, or maybe I learned it and associated. I don't know. But those four words, five words, avadim hainu, atabene chorin, we were slaves, now we're free, they're not in our Haggadah. The actual words that follow immediately following the four questions are in that paragraph. Avadim hayinu lefar'o b'mitzrayim, v'yotzi'enu Adonai Eloheinu misham biyad chazaka uvizroa nituya. We were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt, and God took us out from there with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. So when we sing the song, Avadim hayinu atabanei chorin, we were slaves, now we're free, we omit a being slaves to Pharaoh, to Pharaoh, and B, the fact that it was God who took us out from Egypt. Those are large omissions. So the text that's in our Haggadah, it comes straight from the Torah in Zavarim chapter 6, where we read, Amarta levincha, you shall tell your children, that's why it starts the answer to the four questions. Avadim hayinu lefar'o b'mitzrayim. Vayotzienu adonai mimitzrayim biyad chazaka. You shall say to your children, your sons, we were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt, and the Lord freed us from Egypt with a mighty hand. So the song that we sing, Avadim hayinu atabene chorin, it doesn't cut it as the answer to why this night and last night are different from other nights. It doesn't answer why we only eat matzah. It doesn't answer why maror. It doesn't answer why we dip twice. And it definitely does not answer why we can recline like royalty. To say we were slaves and then we were free 
is not a good enough answer. It's not even the Coles Notes version of the answer. Because Pharaoh, Pharaoh was evil. And Egypt, Egypt was terrible for the children of Israel. The author of the Marbed Lissaper, which is a German Haggadah from the 1700s, he writes that there were actually two forms of slavery, two forms of oppression. There was the oppression of Pharaoh, whose heart was hardened, and that corresponds to Avadim Hayinu Lefaro. We were slaves to Pharaoh. And there was the oppression of being trapped in the narrows of Egypt. That's the Bimitraim part of the verse. Egypt was filled with impurity and sorcery. It was, you know, Vegas, but really bad from the 70s. And they just couldn't flee it whatsoever. There was this feeling of being stuck and trapped in the narrows with no option of anywhere to go. Oh, and there was this maniacal leader. So if we only sing Avadim Hayinu Ve'atabene Chorin, then we're missing all of that. The words Vayotzi'enu Adonai Mimitzrayim and God took us out is a response to the first and more apparent form of oppression, the oppression of Pharaoh. The final part of the verse, v'yad chazakah, with an outstretched arm, that's a response to the inner form of oppression which our ancestors faced in Egypt. The paragraph in the Haggadah continues. Had God not taken our ancestors out of Egypt, then we and our children and our grandchildren would have remained enslaved to Pharaoh in Egypt. Rabbi Isaac Mayer of Gur wrote that during the many years of enslavement, the Israelites became so accustomed to their status that they considered it to be the normal state of affairs. Not only had they resigned themselves to being slaves, but they had just come to believe that that was their natural state. Nothing was going to change. This is what it was. It's like when someone is told that they're stupid enough times, a person internalizes that, and they tend to believe it. A slave may reason eventually, hey, what's so wrong with being a slave? They know what tomorrow is going to bring. Same in, same out, routine, and complacency. So perhaps that's why the Haggadah states clearly, based on the pasuk, based on the verse, that divine intervention was needed to extricate the Israelites out of Egypt. Vayotzi'enu Adonai Eloheinu Misham, since they had no aspiration to do so on their own. Tough. But what happened when God took us out of Egypt with that strong hand and the outstretched arm? According to Vayikra, Kili bnei Israel, avadim avadaihem, asher hotzeitiotam me'eretz mitzrayim, ani Adonai Elohechem. Vayikra 25, 55. 
For it is to me that the Israelites are servants. They are my servants, whom I freed from the land of Egypt. I'm the Lord your God. Did they go from being slaves to Pharaoh to slaves to God? And if so, why is this holiday called Zman Cherutenu or Chag HaCherut or the festival of our freedom? If we are servants or slaves of God, how are we actually free? Rabbi Eliezer Bredowitz wrote in the new Chai Lifeline Haggadah, that's my new Haggadah this year, that the more we are devoted to doing God's will, the more we are actually doing for ourselves. Think about it. By being in relationship to God as our master, our servitude is doing mitzvot. And most of them are not so difficult. It might have been hard for us to get up this morning, but by being here, we're doing one of them. And yes, this holiday specifically is very expensive in order to do all of the mitzvot that are attached to them. And all that we needed to do until we sat down last night at the table was a lot. But it sure wasn't slavery to Pharaoh in Egypt. I don't think if you were hosting a Seder at your home last night that anyone was whipping you or making you bake bricks. Most of the things that we are commanded to do by God, these mitzvot, they actually make our lives better. And they make us feel better, especially when seen in our egalitarian understanding of halacha. A little bit more from Rabbi Eliezer Bredowitz. The grand strategy of the Ribono Shel Olam, of God, was to create a set of circumstances wherein making a total commitment to the service of God would be preferable to the status quo. Thus, as servants of Pharaoh, we were in the optimal position for the acceptance of the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. And so tonight, when you sit down at your seders, even if you're a guest somewhere, I encourage you to bring this teaching with you to really discuss what slavery to Pharaoh was like and then what it was like when God took us out of that mental and physical state of slavery. And if people start singing, Avadim ha'inu, sing along with them, but bring up the point that it misses the nuance. And let's look at the next line together. Chag Sameach.